Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Monday. Hope you guys are feeling rested, relaxed, and recovered, and ready for another winning week. Uh, look, we got so much to talk about in the world of sports, but we're going to mainly focus today on the UH football recap. And I'm sitting down with my guy, sports guru, Steve Inside, to go over all of the goods. So I can't wait for you guys to check that out. But before we do, I'm gonna say mahalo to Long Drugs for all of your support on the show. Thank you so much. Let's continue to support local and make Long Drugs a part of our days. Also, a friendly reminder, go get yourself a football fever ballot in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser and give yourself a chance to win a thousand dollars cash. Yes, that's right, you heard it, thousand dollars in cash. So, uh, Fill out, compete myself and the rest of the panelists and give yourself a chance to win. There's also a big green egg Kamada grill up for grabs at the grand prize at the end of the season. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Up first, huge congratulations to our champions over the weekend. I'm talking about our state football champions, Kahuku. Got it done for its second straight championship in the open division. They were extremely dominant, uh, and they did it in Kahuku fashion. And these two outer island teams, Waimea, the Division Two uh, level, and Kona Waina, the Div- Division One, both won their first state title. So congratulations to both of you. Uh, congrats to all the champions. I talked about championships all the time. It's not easy to do. That's the goal. Each and every year. That's why we work in the offseason. So you guys got it done. Congratulations. And hey, for those that didn't win, you still won because you guys made it to the game. You guys came together and gave yourself an opportunity when the rest of the state was watching. All right, think about that for a second. All the other schools that were just wishing and dreaming and hoping and going back to man, if we did if we'd have did this differently, if we'd have done that differently, we could have been in that game. We could have did so you guys were there. So take that as a huge win and take that as a learning lesson going into the offseason to say, hey, you know what? We've got to work a little bit harder. So that next year, we're going to finish and we will be champions. So with that, good luck. Enjoy the offseason. Enjoy the holidays. Then it's back to work. Our boy does it again. Tua Tamavailoa. They shake off some early runs coming off of the bye week to blow past the Texans stay hot. Next week, though, is going to be the Texans. I believe the Dolphins are traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who is also sort of on a hot streak. You know, Jimmy G, right, went from being in the offseason to trying to get, you know, he's probably getting traded, surgery, not the guy, now the guy. Back in San Fran, doing his thing, leading the way, potent offense. Uh, these guys are for real. Their defense are for real. So, It's going to be an exciting game. Probably one of the best games this season. 49ers taking on the Dolphins next week. I'm looking forward to talking about that. But nonetheless, Tua and boys are on fire. Tua, congratulations. Keep it going. We're all behind you. Fins up. Baton Rouge native. Our very own Amber Ejide, Rainbow Wahine, middle blocker. She spoke this into existence. She said, we're playing LSU in the tournament. Sure enough. Our big West champs got the eighth seed in the 16-team Stanford quarter 
uh, of the NCAA tournament bracket. They're taking on LSU this Friday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, at Maples Pavilion in Stanford, California. This is going to be epic, right? But this is the chance that we worked for. This is the opportunity we've been looking for. This is why we do it. This is why we train hard in the offseason. This is why we persevere through. This is why we go through all the adversity in the course of a season, in the season, the battles, the ups, the downs, the hard-fought matches. It's for this. It's for an opportunity to become a champion, NCAA champion, national champion. But we've got to get through LSU first, and uh, we've earned that spot. So, look, I'm wishing our way he ain't nothing but the best. We're going to be talking about this the entire week. So stay tuned, and let's go, Bose. All right, here we go. It is that time. It is my sit-down with the sports guru, Steve inside himself, to talk about our UH football season. A little recap. Uh, man, we're keeping it positive because these boys deserve that. They did everything that they, they needed to do to win at senior night. They gave themselves the best opportunity to try to win the finale in San Jose State. But we're going to be focused on what's ahead and the things that you as fans need to be excited about. Check it out. All right. Hey, I got my guy, Steven Sai, the sports guru. And, and Steven, I've been kind of referring to you as that. Are, are you okay with that? I, I love yeah, that's fine. You've been in sports for a long time. Well, you're making me, I mean, it's, it's a cool name, but, you know, except, you know, I kind of imagine this old guy looks like Yoda because I'm starting to look like Yoda. <laughs> I'm getting smaller and greener, yeah. No, I love it, man. I, I, I just consider you a sports guru, Steven. You've been around it for so long. Uh, you're a passionate UH sports fan, just an overall sports fan, but you love UH sports, especially UH football, which we're going to talk about right now. Let's start off with the, the season finale, that, that, that last game, San Jose State. We, we traveled on the road, um, you know, going against our former quarterback. There was a lot of, you know, outside noise going into that game. Right. But still, it's a game where you want to put your best foot forward and win to close the season out. Let's talk about that. You were out, you were out there. Yeah, and and I think uh, it was an important game. I think um, uh, I think Chevron tried to downplay it a little bit because because he's the guy who left. So it's usually the guy who leaves a relationship tries to downplay the end of the relationship. And and he didn't have a great. So you're, game. you're a relationship he, guru now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Dr. Ruth. I'm speaking of small, old small people. But yeah, um, and and I think that was one of those things where he just um, you know wanted to downplay it. He didn't want to make a big deal of it. But I think to you, it was a big deal. And even though he left. And even though good things sort of came out of it where, you know, there's changes, people got more involved with, you know, UH football and, and, and especially the mental health part of uh, UH football um, and, you know, and led to Timmy getting a job. But, but it still seemed that there were a little bit of raw, a little bit of rawness and feelings to it when anytime a guy leaves. Because I think if he had stayed, things would have been a little bit different, but, you know, he didn't. And he said he needed to go away this. to find the joy. Yeah. Right. So he needed to do that based on a situation that was at that moment. But do you think inside, once he found out that Timmy Chang was going to be the head coach and his whole, do you think he sort of had some like thoughts of, man, like I wish I'd have known that or I would have loved, I mean, I'm pretty sure he would have loved to finish his career where he started and been a part of this brotherhood. Like, what do you think? I think so, but um, there are a couple factors too. Is um, I, I think they give you a, like a, maybe a fourteen day window or two week window where um, you ha if you have any if you start any kind of workouts over there, you have only that amount of time to change your mind and head back. 
And I think he exceeded that workout by, you know, by the time that uh, um, Timmy got hired. And also, um, mm. it, it just seemed like uh, he's the kind of guy who, when he makes a commitment, he makes a commitment. And uh, that's what happened when he got to UH, because they, when, they, when they signed him or when they got this first verbal commitment, it was before he actually was a starter. You know, um, he was just, he was a, a backup and he was entering his senior year. He was going to be the starter. And um, UH took a chance on him. They offered him without him starting a game. And then when, after he had a successful senior year, all of these schools started coming in on him, but he said, no, I'm going to honor this commitment. I made a commitment on honoring it. And then um, same thing, you know, he made a commitment to San Jose State and when he makes a commitment, he honors it. And that, that's, that's a good thing about him. He's very, uh, a guy yeah. who lives up to his word. And, and I, I, I just, it. I just and thought. And that no, go ahead. But I think, it, no, but I just think it would have been better if he stayed because I, he was a two-time yeah. captain here. I mean, this was his team. Uh, if you're a captain, you know, you were a captain. If you're a captain, this is your team. You're, these are your guys. It's, you're not yes. just a player. You're, you're, the, the, your teammates have voted you their leader. And to, to leave that, I think that was a little bit of a tough situation. But he felt he had to go. Yeah, it was tough. And, it was, and, it was yeah. tough. But, you know, every player has, you know, at some point in their life, as people, we have to make tough decisions. And, and we have to live by that. And, yeah, sh- kudos to, to Chev for seeing it through. He had a, he had a, he had a good season, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, here we are, University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. We are who we are and we have what we have. And I feel like, although we didn't win that game, um, I feel like winning senior night was the was was like a huge, huge deal for a lot of those guys. And, and I think it sort of removed the pressure of this last game. I think they wanted to go out, have fun. Yeah, obviously win the football game. But I think winning senior night meant so much to those guys. Um, that was special. You know, it, it, I felt it. In here and and post game, post San Jose State game, you know I shared with you prior to starting this. You know, Coach Timmy gave a, a heartfelt message about how much he loves those guys. You know, seniors thanking them for staying and sticking around. But he said, "Look, you guys understand who we are and where we are, and how we finished. The off season is going to be work." It's going to be a grind. And it's basically saying, if you're not ready for that, you know, you, 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 you probably don't want to stick around. Like, it's going to be business. That was his message, but it was heartfelt. It was put out there in a positive way to motivate these guys. You know, if you're a football player, Steven, you don't take that type of you, – you take – I've always taken challenges from coaches as a positive thing. I, I, I wanted to be challenged because that, that forced me to respond. And so these guys need to respond to that, that call out, to that challenge. And to and be real, look in the mirror. Look at the season we had. What was our record? You know, there's a lot of games we could have won, Stephen, but we lost because of an experience and all types of other things. So what are you going to do as a player this offseason to make sure that, that, that when we're in those situations, as an individual, you're going to win and you help the team win next year? And, well, and I think a lot of what Timmy did this year was the big part of the thing was bringing this team back together, making the game fun again, uniting them. And he gave – he was very fair. He was probably more than fair. He was overly fair because he, he let competitions go on a longer time. And, you know, if you want to learn this offense and everything, you can't really have seven guys taking snaps as a quarterback during the spring. And then he had four or five guys taking snaps in training camp, and then he couldn't even decide on – they wouldn't pick a starting quarterback for the first month of the season. And I think – 
that's great. You're giving everyone a chance. It's fair. That's the fairest way to do it. But now, now that you've got the season over with, and it was a fun season, and they they had they were united. But now you have to make football decisions. Now, unfortunately, it's the best will play. And unfortunately, some guys are going to get their feelings hurt. It doesn't matter if you want to stay or what your loyalties are or whatever it is. Now it's the competition. The best will rise. And, that, and that, people understand it. Uh, players aren't that sensitive where they're going to say, well, I didn't get my shot and everything. Everyone got their shot, is getting their shot. And now you have uh, spring ball to prove that you deserve it. Then your training camp to prove it. But more importantly, in January, when you have those three weeks to just work out, you know, they volunteer workouts, some of them, you got to show up and you got to want it. And that's where the differences are made. The differences aren't made when the coaches are looking. They always say differences are made when nobody's looking, when you're out there working on your own. And I think that is going to show who next year's players are and what this team is going to be. If players get all that commitment into it and make the product better, even if they don't play, that makes the team better. If they're not, if they're, if it's halfway, then it's going to hurt. And again, it's all about what they do when nobody's watching during their off season. Except to be challenged, I guess is what the message is. Right. And I agree. I agree with you 100%. But, you know, you talk about people, you know, players rising, right? And, and playmakers. And I'm going to talk about a guy that's going to be the guy next year. This guy finished third in the country, I believe, in yards per, per rush. Tylen Hines. Yeah. Let's just be honest. He is the best football player on this team. He is the most yeah. explosive uh, he has the ability to to take to the house at any given moment. I expect to see Talon Hines as a as a starter. I expect to see Talon Hines being utilized in a creative way next year. And now the coaches seeing what he could do in all phases, offense, special teams. You know, they, he, he's going to be removed off of kickoff duties, punt return duties, unless he's the returner. You know, I want to see this guy touching the ball twenty times a game. I feel as if Tyler Hines has the work ethic and, and, and can sustain and have the durability to do a lot. When, when you're that guy, hey, you feed that guy. You know, and, you, and then when you know you're that guy, you prepare to be that guy. And so I think they're going to need to be in constant communication with Tyler Hines throughout the offseason and what they're going to do, what they expect from him. And, you know, he, he emerged as just a – dynamite of a player and I loved watching him play and, and kudos to the O-line for creating some of those opportunities for him uh, but I, I think the passing attack when we went and started to focus more there also helped with that balance so that's why I'm so excited for the offseason Stephen I can't wait for these guys to to get you know I know the coaches are like this okay now let's let's dive into this offense let's get creative let's let's be a top tier offense in our division in our conference and let's see where we land in the country. But, right. you know, I'm thing, excited to see what, what's up, where they go. And the, thing, the thing I love about Tyler Hines is, you know, naturally when you, see, when you see his build, he's not very big. And, you know, but he loves to block. He loves to get physical. He does not want to be babied. He doesn't want to be like, okay, we're going to limit his touches and everything because he's, he's a smaller build. He wants the ball. He wants to be the guy. And the other thing I love about him is he, he started off as receiver. And receiver – you learn, you have to learn discipline, you have to learn routes, you have to learn communication with your quarterback, your lineman, your receivers. There's just a lot of things you have to learn as a receiver that's harder to do. And then he, be, then he became a running back. And it kind of reminds you of, a, they're not the same build, they're not the same person, but Nate Alawa did the same thing. Nate, Nate Alawa came in as a slot back and then he moved to running back. And I think when you have that overall experience, when you see the big picture of this offense, which can be complicated, 
and then you move to running back, I, I think it's just going to make him a better player. And I think it's helped him become a better player. Absolutely. And, and you know, he's, he's, a, he's not big in stature, but let me tell you, he's got, he's got a build. He's strong. Uh, he's weight room strong. He's man strong. He, he doesn't go down easy. He, he almost never gets tackled. He's always like staying up. And that, that shows his determination, his grit, his want to, his will. And I think they need to ride that type of energy. Like to me, that's, that's an identity, you know, and that's a warrior. That, that's, a, that's that no quit. I'm going to go until I can't go no more. Everyone needs to buy in to that. If our entire football team can buy into that type of mentality, that type of want to, we're going to make some noise, some loud noise. And I think in the conference, you know, uh, regardless, yeah, I know the future of Mountain West, there's a lot of talk. But regardless of that, all of our Mountain West play games, we were in it. We were in it from the very beginning, from game one. You know, we were in it. And so the difference was inexperience. We turned the ball over and we were, you know, undisciplined at times that we needed to be disciplined. And that, that, that comes with experience. So all those things, I'm making excuses. I'm pointing out the facts. Those are things that, that we can control and we can work on. And so that's why I'm excited. You know, we can take the controllables and get better there. And we're just going to naturally get better anyway because of this offseason that we're going to be able to put into everything, right? Everyone's used to each other now. We got a team. We had a year under our belt. Hey, we're adding some pieces. All right, we're going to add some players that's going to be coming in. Um, and, and the guys that are coming in, Steven, need to be excited. They, they have to look past the record. They have to look past, you know, outcomes. They need to look forward to what it's going to mean to be part of the brotherhood, to be part of this football team, to be part of this state. That's exciting stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, another example of a guy who I thought, um, and we, you look at me, you have sort of visions and pictures of what some people should look like. There's a linebacker who is not very fast, not at all athletic, but Logan Taylor comes in, fills it for Isaiah Tufanga, comes in, and he has double-digit tackles for six games in a row. I mean, that's a guy who just wants to be out there. Every practice, he's out there, he's fighting every pra- practice. Tuesday practices are fun. He's out there doing it. <laughs> uh, and then on Friday practices, when it's just a walkthrough, you want your guys to slow down, to taper off. You want to be the, you know, the boxer, the fighter. You want to taper off on those days. He doesn't taper off. There's no pause thing. And I think that's the kind of guys you have to look for on your team. Guys who might not have the big build or whatever, but they've got the heart. You can see that in Tyler Hines. You can see that in um, um, Logan Taylor. And you can even see that in Braden Shager. Braden Shager looks like a nice, innocent guy, but he's a, he's a tough guy. and he's a, he's a leader. And right now he doesn't have a full grasp of the offense. He's still learning. He's struggling, and there are a lot of things going on. But he's got the heart for the position. So, and he's also willing to welcome on new competition because I think that's what makes your your, your positions your team better is whether it's competition. Yeah, and speaking of that position, you know, he's done a great job of stepping in, learning that thing quick. You know, battling. I'm pretty sure Braden came into the season thinking, okay, I'm I have the most experience here. I played a lot last year. I think I'm going to be the starter. But then you start to get questioned. There's battles and this and that. But as a player, you can't shy away from competition, but it will affect you. And it can affect you mentally. So, you know, because then you start to force balls. You start to th- make th- force throws that you normally wouldn't make. And then there's turnovers. And so I think that was Braden sort of fell into that. But once he was named the full-time guy, 
no questions asked. He's our guy moving forward. Then with more reps of practice, getting used to the offense, you can see the progression. You can see the evolution. Uh, but I want to tell you, next year when John Kavisangapolutele comes in from Punahou, mm -hmm. that's going to be an interesting dynamic. That's going to be an interesting, you know, competition. And I think John's going to be able to push Braden, uh, and they're going to be a really, really good tandem. To, to John's going to be able to learn from Braden. Braden's going to be able to like, you know, elevate his game because that's just that's just the nature of football. At the college level, at the pro level, you're always one play away from being the guy. Injuries or whatever, or you know, if you start messing up, you're a few plays away from get, getting another guy a, a shot. So it just forces competition is great because it forces you to do continue to do everything right and not skip out on the details and to stay ahead. So I'm looking forward to seeing that competition. Yeah, well, and I, and, and I think you'll have an easy, I think you'll have an easy time coming in because he's played sort of a similar type of offenses in the past. Whereas um, Braden Chager did not play the run and shoot. Um, right. For eight, mo eight months, he trained for one particular offense. And then during a the bye week, they switch and they go, now you got to learn a new thing. That's like, that's like taking Spanish for like, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> half, a, half a semester or a whole semester. And then at the mid break, they said, oh, by the way, now you're going to take French. You learn French. And you have to learn a whole different language. And you have to learn like in a week or two. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, I think now the competition, bringing in new guys, especially guys who have experience in this type of offense, it's just going to make the team better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to add, Stephen, to, to this to this football season? You know, I, I do I do want to add that I do think that Timmy, it was a win. It was a win for Timmy this season. It was a win for Hawaii, the state of Hawaii. We got our culture back. We have it just it the feeling is different. You know, and to me, that means a lot. Yes, winning games. Would we have loved to have won the Mountain West and made it to the Hawaii Bowl? Absolutely. In year one, that would be a great accomplishment. But if you look at all the great coaches, man, they, they didn't come out the gate, most of them, and then just like exploding, right? Yeah, June Jones came in, but June Jones has a lot more experience. You know, we're looking at a guy like Timmy who's – this is his first time as a head coach, right? and he's learning. And I, I, I've seen a change through him as a head coach throughout the season. So just imagine him in this offseason. Just imagine him going into the, the fall, fall, next fall camp, right, with the things that he's done with his experience. That whole coaching staff, I mean, and I get, hey, coaches come and go, right? Coaching staffs, assistants, they're always looking to move up the ladder as well. So that there, may, there may be some turnover there as well. We don't know. But Timmy Chang, big win. I want to say congratulations to my brother, man, for – for enduring, coming in, enduring what, what he had to endure in the beginning and, and, and running with this thing and doing so much um, for this season, for this program, for these seniors. And I got a chance to sit with him every home game. We do, we do our pregame show. And it's just been a blessing to see him. It's, it just brings a smile to my face knowing that we have a guy in that position that, that's a local boy and is alumni and is doing everything he can for the boys and for the state of Hawaii and all for the right reasons. Well, and I know, I know Hawaii fans don't want to see this, did not want to see the team struggle this year, but I think if it were, if they want it on and it would be too easy and there need to be changes made, there need to be improvements made. And if you just do everything and it's just easy, 
they don't make the improvements or changes. And I think the struggle, now that you know what the struggles are, now you know how to address it. Little things like how to travel, how to prepare, how, how, how to install offenses and scout and things like that. Now that they know what the struggle is like, how hard it is to win, that makes you a better team. And they'll, they'll, they can take the next steps now. But again, if, if they just come in and it's so easy, they probably wouldn't make those steps. Yeah, the other thing, too, is speaking of steps and, and, and improvements, um, one of the best things San Jose State did was they, they're, they're going to put $70 million into improvements, and they're going to have build a, a, a performance center, they can build new stands, new offices, everything. It's going to be beautiful. And they're going to build it on the side, uh, on the sideline side um, that faces the TV cameras. So this past game, you're looking mm. at uh, you're looking at a mess. It's a, it's a construction site. You're looking at a mess. And maybe maybe it's finished like next year, like they say it is. Maybe it isn't. But you know what? You're showing the world. You're saying, look, it's a progress. And you know how you start progress? You tear it down. And that's the problem right now with the low stadium. They got to tear it down. How do you ever know what's going to come next if you don't tear it down? If that thing is still up there, if you're still having swap meets every Saturday, you're thinking, well, when's this thing going to get built? What's the plan? I mean, there's the money is there. Nobody can decide who's running it. Nobody has a plan for what's going to go on this or that, or what even what the new stadium is going to look like. But it all begins with you got to tear it down because if you don't tear it down, you can't build, you can't plan. And it, it's um, they used to have the, the thing about Kamehameha, like when he'd uh, uh, go to another island to fight. What they do, they burn the boats because there's no turning back. Right now, you got to burn down a low stadium, there's no turning back. That's how you can win. Take <laughs> a start. Well, hey, I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you can burn down Rust, hey, but, but I love the ideology. It's a metaphor. I love the, yeah. I, I love the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, hey, I love it. Um, you're right. We need to move past. We need to move on. Our future is depends on it, right? And we need to get that state of the art facility. Like we just need that for so many different reasons. The state needs and, and, it. The school needs and, it. Recruiting. It'll just elevate. You know, Division One football program. Like the, everything is riding on that decision. And it's like, okay, what's the holdup? It's, it's, it should have been done, right? We should have been in construction already. We should have been moving forward already. You know, the, it's, it's so hopefully with now that this whole political, everything's done, right? Govern, governor, that's all done. We will start the process and, you know, time will tell. Right, and you know what, and, and I think this past weekend kind of showed, it's not just the University of Hawaii football team, the new, new stadium. The high schools need one. They need to play a championship game in like a real stadium. And, you know, hey, they tried hard at Ching Complex. That's not a real stadium. But look, it's, and, and you know what, if you want Bruno Mars to come back, you got to build a new Alolo stadium because he's not playing the Ching <laughs> Complex. So, yeah, nah, there's nah, so many different yeah. things that you need. And it all starts with the stadium, but it all starts with, you gotta tear it down, tear it down. Show people this is what you know. The progress. Gotta burn the boat. They gotta burn yeah, the boat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Look, brother. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, we're all on the same page. We're all passionate. You know, UH fans and football fans, and we want nothing but the best for the program. We want nothing but the best for the state and the people here. Uh, you know, the future is bright, I and mean, I, I truly believe it. And, you know, we just need to burn the boats <laughs> and move forward. But, you know, um, Stephen, thank you so much again for joining me here on the CO2 Rundown. Always a pleasure having you. Uh, looking forward to the next time we get to chop it up. Hey, right, happy care. holidays, man. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and, and enjoyed 
Eat a lot of good food. I know I did. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, take care. Pleasure all right. You. Aloha. Bye. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Don't forget to go pick up your football fever ballots and give yourself a chance to win that $1,000 cash. Plus, I'm going to be entered for a chance to win the grand prize at the end of the season, a big green egg come out of grill. Mahalo to Long Drug for all your support of the show. Let's continue to support local and make Long's Drugs a part of our days. I hope you guys got your foot in the gas pedal and you're starting out the week fast. That's the only way you're going to set up a winning week. I'll see you all come Wednesday. Aloha.